Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Everybody ready? It's Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. This is the Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It is the Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you for making us a part of your day. Jake, coming at you, Gordon, from Mark Miller Subaru, Southtown, 10920 South State Street. A beautiful, beautiful de- uh, dealership. We love the good folks here at Mark Miller. In fact, we're going to talk to our friend Jeff Miller uh, throughout the show today, and they've got a lot going on. But Austin is back at our uh, Vivint Arena Carrier Zone Studios and safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Have you ever had to sneeze and uh, it's just sort of there, but but you, you haven't sneezed yet? That's that's where I am right now. That's that's <laughs> what a great metaphor for something. Um, yeah, I have I have felt uh, I have felt that way before. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm uh, so, sorry, buddy. If 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 you got to sneeze, go ahead and let her rip. It's all right. All right, I'll I'll let you know. Uh, you let me know, or else I I will try to throw the uh, headset off if I'm going to sneeze. But uh, these days, a sneeze is kind of an indictment, isn't it? I'll be careful is it? out there. Uh, uh, since, since, there's a, since there's a presidential debate tonight, Jake, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe all of us need to get in an argument today. Uh, well, that happens every day. Yeah, it kind of does. It, it does. Yeah, it often it's happens. It's just a natural thing. Uh-huh. Can, can I uh, start off the show with something we we'd agree with real quick? Because oh, we're not okay. we're yeah, not sure. just at Mark Miller Subaru. I mean, it's it's great here. This is a terrific place to buy a car. But it is a, a special day. It's Adopt a Dog Day, and uh, they're they're passionate about pets, Gordon. Oh, so they partnered like with yeah they've partnered with uh, Nuzzles and Company, and are doing some uh, some really great things. So. Um, the, that's why we are here, and we will talk about that throughout the day. But uh, adopt a dog day, and in fact, Mark Miller uh, adopted a dog. This, what is it? A couple of years ago, Austin Suba Blue. Suba right? Blue, he's a cutie. Yeah, so they're it's they're they're passionate about being part of the community, and this is uh, one of well, uh, they do a lot of stuff, but uh, this is one thing they're passionate about. So that's why we're here. You know, you can't argue about adopting a dog. I mean, that's that's just dogs. Are, most dogs are just really uh, cool. And uh, anyway, so uh, I'll get all sentimental if I start thinking about my dog that uh, that passed away a couple of years ago. But uh, I'm not going to go all Gus on you. Yeah, we don't we don't handle the loss of pets well on this station. Uh, uh, but that's because uh, that's not. because we we have a lot a lot of love to give. And yes, we uh, so we're we're going to be talking about that throughout the day. So that should so be let, a lot of fun. So let me ask you, I want to know this answer from you and from Austin. The biggest argument you've ever gotten in. Besides hoisting players? No, no I, I mean, I mean a rip snorting one. Just one that just that stands out in your mind. And maybe it, maybe you can't really rank them, but uh, I'm thinking of one moment where the argument got so back and forth that you lost control of it and uh whether you regret it or not what was that moment for you uh with me never now i've done that to you (laughs) and others a few times where where all of a sudden you lose it i had jan jorgensen cursed on the air one day because he was so frustrated with uh, me arguing with him, so I I I, uh, I don't know if I've ever quote unquote lost it, Gordon. But I've caused other people to yourself. So you're included. a count, you're a counterpuncher. Yeah, you know, you kind of 
you kind of get other people all riled up and then sit back and watch the destruction. I do that a little bit, yeah. So, you know. Yeah, you've really never just just really like really? lost it in an argument? No, not even not, not necessarily even. not necessarily lost it, but just really gotten in a big one. No, not really. I'm not really a yeller. Well, I mean, define define big, you know, big argument. I get, I get well, you can define you it any which way day. you want. Just just one where you were quite passionate with it. Uh, no, you know, I I I honestly can't think of uh, of an example. That's just not really how I operate. Austin, how about you? What day is it? <laughs> uh, okay, give us give us the big one. No. What? What do you mean no? I'll give you a fake big one. You want that? No, I want I want the real big I'm one. I'm not telling you my real laundry. I shot <laughs> a man in Reno once just to watch him die. No, no, no. You got in an argument with with an uncle or uh, or a parent or a brother or or All of an them? in-law <laughs> last week or your mother-in-law every day. <laughs> Give us one example. I'll give you one example that everyone here at The Zone likes to talk about, and they do it inaccurately, but I'll bring it up anyway, all right? Here, here we go. I was playing softball on the locked-on softball team back in the day, all right? And I was clearly <laughs> safe at second <laughs> base. I mean, story. by a day and a half, I was there before the tag. And this umpire didn't even watch, just turned around after the play had ended and went, uh, out. And I said, no, I was safe. I've been here all day. He said, nope, you were out. I saw it. I said, you didn't see it. You weren't watching the game. He said, that's a warning. So I ran into the dugout. It was the end of the inning. Grabbed my glove, ran past him out to center field. And instead of shaking him, I grabbed onto the chain link fence and shook it so violently that everyone remembers it. (laughs) That's such a good story. Is that uh, is that the way it went down? Absolutely. Jake, or is, is is Austin sugarcoating that? Well, well the FCC no, wouldn't let me tell you the quotes I used. No, that that sounds that sounds pretty legit. That that uh, is how I I understand the story. I okay, uh, Gordon, I've, th- I've thought of an example. All right, all right, uh, okay. I got my water heater replaced several years ago, and come home from work the next day. <laughs> oh no. And water is is coming out of the water heater and uh, and landing on the floor. It's coming. It's like a fountain in my in my basement. And so I call uh, the fellow uh, that that put the water heater in, and I said, "Hey, I got a fountain in my basement uh, with my water heater." And and he starts he starts saying, "Oh, well, that couldn't be possible." And I'm like, "It is. I'm looking at it." <laughs> and, he, and he starts to give me all this stuff, like how how it wouldn't be his fault. And so I I said I I didn't raise my voice here, but I did step up the sternness, and I said, "Listen, before you came into my life, <laughs> there was not a fountain in my basement. <laughs> after after uh, you came into my life, you you sold me a water heater." And now there's water coming out of the top of that water heater. So we can, we can play the blame game later. But right now, let's start with how to stop water pouring into my basement. Be reasonable, Jake. <laughs> and what, uh, what was his response to that? I think it kind of woke him up a little bit. He's like, okay, well, first things first, turn off the water, which I should have been a no-brainer for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then you don't have any hot water. You know? So, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, and then he came out, and and we got the problem fixed. But I was so frustrated because he kept trying to like deflect blame for the situation. I'm like, just help help get me through this, pal. Just let's <laughs> let's work let's work on this one together. Did you call him pal? <laughs> no, I didn't. Listen here, sport. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can argue till we're blue in the face after it's not raining in my basement. That's pretty funny. And uh, did he ever come around to uh, pointing the finger back at himself? Oh no no no. We we were fine from there on. And he came out. It was a uh, he replaced a piece of equipment and even threw it in for free and said, "Have a nice day." Did so, he dry the floor? 
<laughs> no. Did he bail the basement out? <laughs> no. <laughs> that was all uh, just part of a bonus. It's just now an indoor swimming pool. It was just so frustrating. Well, that can't be. That can't be happening. That can't be true. I mean, I was like, it's true. I'm not prank calling you. <laughs> did he give you the? Uh, did he give you the passive aggressive stuff, or was it? Uh... I don't know about passive aggressive. It was more just like uh, I'm sure uh, jumping into the car. And returning to a job that he uh, had already completed was not real high on his priority list, is what I'm guessing. But you had a swimming pool in your business. <laughs> aggressive little punk. The fact that he wasn't <laughs> grasping, like, the severity of the situation. It's like, listen, bro, you're, you're coming back out here. <laughs> I mean, that's happening because there's water fountaining out of the brand-new water heater that I just paid thousands of dollars for. So get over that real quick because you're coming back, uh, and you better be coming back soon. Well, it was nice of him to uh, to throw in for free the replacement of the equipment that was faulty to begin with. I think he was a little embarrassed. <laughs> I think he was a little embarrassed by his behavior after I pointed it out. But I, I was not mean. I was not rude. I was just, I, I, I did not yell, but I, I was very frank. But that, that, I, was very, that was, I was very frustrated. That, that was a frustrating time for me. Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, I mean, I can relate to that. I, <laughs> all right, I'll give you one. And it's real, and it's, uh, it, it troubles me a little bit to this day. Okay. Because I got so angry that, and I usually am like you, Jake. I, I try to keep things under control and be reasonable. And even if things are going south, I still try to uh, work things. I'm very, like like you are, Jake. I, I'm pretty direct, but not abusive in my tone. Uh, but one time, my daughter was... Uh, coming out of the high school parking lot, or she was, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of the exact uh, uh, location. Okay, this is what happened. She, she was in a parking lot at her high school, and she was uh, picking someone up. So somebody was getting into her car, and another student at the school ran into her car. Okay. Does this story so, end with you yelling at a teenager? Please no. tell me it does. No. no okay. No. All right. So I think, okay, that's simple enough. Let's just we'll work. A, uh, you know, you got the information from the, from the fellow student, and you got what you need, and everything's cool, right? So now their insurance is going to take care of the problem with my daughter's car and or my car. So... Uh, we're, we're, I, I think we're all set. And then I get a call from this uh, girl's dad. And he says, would you mind if I came over and looked at uh, how much damage was, uh, was on your car? And I said, that's fine with me. Come on over. And so this guy came over and he, I let him in the garage and he was looking at the car. And he was one of these kind of I don't know, he's kind of reverent, uh, for lack of a better word. Just kind of whispered when he talked and seemed very reasonable, but kind of, you know, you know, you, you know the type. Anyway, he, uh, he, he looks at the uh, damage, and then he comes over to me and, and says, uh, by the looks of it, I think that your daughter's car was moving as well. So I think the fault is they're both at fault. And, Jake, I'm telling you, I tried to remain calm, and I did. But after he pushed me for about 10, 15 minutes, I about lost it. And here, here is why I was so upset by it. One, he was calling my daughter and me both liars because we said the car was not moving. But my daughter was picking up another student was getting in the car when she was hit. So it would be, be kind of hard to be moving while you're, 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 another student is getting in the car, right? 
Well, this guy was having none of that. He he just and, and I, I I mean I was so mad. I was so mad that I walked in the house and I said to Lisa, I said, Lisa, you better go talk to this guy because I'm way too angry right now. And I think I think the passive aggressive nature of the way he was going about his business made it even worse. I would have been able to handle it better if he just started shouting at me. Let me let me ask you this: Was the the sentence "Lisa, get my gun" ever uttered? <laughs> no, no, it no. didn't get to that point. But oh, I was okay. surprised. I was surprised after ten minutes of going back and forth with this guy. I was surprised at the button he pushed on me. Lisa I was so because because I never I never let that happen. Uh, I mean I I, I I count on one hand in my life the times that that's happened and I, I I was so mad I couldn't believe how mad I was. Time for the Gordon Monson one-upmanship hour. Go ahead, tell your story. It's better than Jake's. <laughs> I don't think I've, I've ever heard that. I didn't want I didn't want to. Have a, that was just I didn't want to, wait a minute. I didn't want up anybody. I wasn't doing anything. All I was doing, usually when I ask these questions, you guys answer them, and then you turn to me and say, you always ask the question. Why don't you answer the question? So that's what that's I That's a good doing. story. I don't think I can top that. Like I said, I never get angry. I keep myself under control. Knock it off. Bah, with a bah, with a bang, a bang, dig it, dig it. Lisa, get my long rifle out of the closet. <laughs> no. No, just arguing. I think everybody has had uh, some arguments in their day. And so yeah, go ahead and uh, and uh, let us know, because uh, today is a day for some degree of debate. Uh, we've got a good show on Tab 4 today. We're going to talk some NBA basketball coming up here momentarily. A couple of interesting stories uh, today in the athletic uh, uh, jazz related issues. So we will uh, we will get to that coming up. We have Jordan Pendleton on with us at three o'clock to talk some BYU football at four o'clock. We will get to uh, what's going on. And then our friend Josh Parcell is going to talk some uh, some college football with us uh, coming up at five. We always uh, enjoy it when Josh has uh, the opportunity to come on. Uh, Gordon, uh, as I mentioned, we're here at Mark Miller Subaru, uh, 10920 South State Street, the the Southtown location. I should be more specific because they have, of course, the Midtown location, but we are here in Southtown. Uh, It's the Adopt a Dog Day. Gordon, you've got a couple of dogs under your roof these days, right? Yeah, I do. My daughter's dogs uh, are here. My daughter and her husband are are, uh, in the process of... uh, essentially rebuilding a house and so they are here as are their dogs one of them is half husky half wolf and the other no no i think it's half malamute half wolf and the other one is half malamute half german shepherd so that's a whole lot of dog that's those are dogs that is true and it is adopt a dog day and they're celebrating here at uh, mark miller subaru we'll uh, catch up with jeff miller actually a little bit later on in the show uh let's let's step aside right now austin let's get into the nba basketball coming up right around the corner uh it is the big show gordon monson jake scott 97.5 and 1280 the zone Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the day today, The Cars, selected by our friend Jeff Miller. And brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. For the latest tour news and artist insight, go to livenation.com. See, uh, Jeff, you're, you're not a big music guy, but you can still participate. Yeah, I can participate. You know? I always can participate. And I, hey, I like the cars, man. It's good. <laughs> it's good to see you. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. It's good to see you back down here again. Yeah, well, hey, I, I'm glad we're here on this day because I, I know, uh, you know, community is so important to you guys, and you guys do a ton of stuff uh, throughout the jazz season. We're always talking about yep. it. But uh, you're passionate about pets. Yep, and it's uh, Subaru Loves Pets Month. It was October, so it's a national thing for Subaru that, to do pet adoptions and pet-themed events. So we're having a pet adoption here today. That's so cool. Jeff, I got a, Jeff, I got a question for you. What's up, Gordon? Uh, is the is the dog connection with a Subaru? Is that do do most Subaru owners have dogs? Yeah, it's a crazy number. It's in like the eighties or ninety percent. Is it really? Yeah, it's crazy. The number. I mean, we we probably see at least one dog a day in our service department. 
That's amazing. Do people, people bring, bring the dog with them? And yeah, we have water. We have water bowls and dog treats set out just because we know they're coming. <laughs> That's we hilarious. Are, we, actually, our Midtown store actually has a dog run. Wow. It's called Blue's Backyard, and it's a little fenced-off area where they can have their dogs hang out while their cars being serviced. That's interesting. Dog people love Subarus. Dog people, Subarus and dogs. It's always been that way. Hand in hand. Yeah. Interesting. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about it's uh, Nuzzles and Company, right? Yeah, Nuzzles and Co. They've always been our Mark Miller Subaru Love Pets, Love Promise partner. And this year, so we're donating $200 a day to Nuzzles to help them defray the cost of pet adoption. So $6,200 this month we're going to give supports about 62 adoptions. So the adoptions today, if you come down, I think we've got about 15, 16 dogs out there and some cats too. And First come, first serve will be free adoptions for qualified people. That's amazing. That's so qualify cool. and show that you could support an animal, but we'll and pay for the adoption fee. So we're at the, the Southtown location. Uh, it's, it's really, really easy to find. And, and we're here to, to certainly uh, talk about adopting uh, pets, but a little shout-out to the dealership as well. I love this building. It is beautiful. Yeah, we love, we love this location. It's, it's really fun. Both locations will be able to expand and create an environment that's really conducive to a good experience when you come to buy or service a car. You gave us a tour of this location. I'm trying to remember what it was. It was two years ago, three, yeah, it two was, or three years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, and you guys had uh, completed the remodel and all this stuff, and, man, it's cool. Yeah, we really like it here. It really fits into how, how we choose to do business. And Jeff, as you mentioned, I have a, Midtown is awesome as well. What's that, Gordon? Jeff, I have a question about how you have managed to handle Austin uh, during your <laughs> car sense uh, shows is that how's that going austin is a treat he has been the best co-host i i couldn't be luckier to get to work with austin every weekend and austin didn't even pay me to say that (laughs) (laughs) no i i've given austin this compliment before but uh you know you've been doing that show for a long time and he has stepped in for the great tom barberry and uh, he's done Absolutely. a great job. Haven't, haven't missed a beat, and we keep the show exciting and entertaining. It's fun to talk about the car business and different car topics every week, and really do enjoy it. How much has Austin learned about cars over the years now? How much I do mean, you think? I think Austin could tell us, but I'd say a lot. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the, the wing nuts and the, the who's-its, you got to make sure they're in good order. Well, yeah. I, I know you know this. Austin does a lot of research for that show. Oh, he does. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We do a lot of stories, and we get a lot of people – because most of the, the theme of the story is more – the show is more about the idea of what's going on in the car industry and new cars that are coming out and how to buy a car and the process. And then every once in a while we get, we get phone calls from people asking us, oh, this blah, 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 my 62 Chevy isn't working. What do you think I should do? And <laughs> Austin and I kind of look at each other like, uh – Google, what do you do? <laughs> Kidney cars. <laughs> oh, so every once in a while, we got to bring in one of our service department guys to help set people straight. You know, Jeff, Austin, it, must, it must be kind of fun to uh, to be in a business that people really are interested in. When uh, Jake, you'll back me up on this. Back many years ago, we had a consultant come in and talk to us about what what our listeners like to talk about and think about. And, you know, sports obviously was very high on the list, but cars was way up there too. A lot of people like talking about it and are curious about it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's a really popular subject. And so I think it's why we get so many listeners to tune into our show on Saturdays because they like talking about all things cars. And so it works out really well. Uh, Shout out to the Promise Pricing. Thank you. I love that concept. We have absolutely loved it. Would never change off of it. And for those that don't know, it's the idea that every, we're a non-negotiation dealer. So everything, price is on the window of every car we sell. And that's the price you're going to pay for it. There's no back and forth. There's no haggling. And it, it is what it is. And it creates just a great experience. Well, and it's, it, it's transparent. You guys, yeah, you'll show exactly. Yeah, we change our prices, yep. whether it's weekly or monthly. Or we, but we, on a used car, we can change it up to twice a week. And the idea is that we're changing the price to the market. So you know you're always getting a good price. You're always getting taken care of. And you're never going to come back three weeks later and go, oh, I really got taken advantage of over. Because you're not. It's we're, We sell everything at the same price. It doesn't matter if you're my best friend or if you're someone off the street. It's right there on the window. I think it's a, it's an amazing concept. 10920 South State Street. That's where we are. That's where you can come by and uh, adopt a dog. Or you mentioned a couple of cats There's as well. There's some cats out there, too. Awesome. For those uh, cat lovers out there. Hey, we love what you do. And uh, you're going to jump on a couple times today yeah. or as much as you want. Yep, I'll pop back over and we'll talk some more. All right. We'll get the word out. Thanks, okay. Jeff. Thank you. All right. There you go. That's our friend Jeff Miller. Uh, again, the address. Come on down. It's really easy to find. 10920 south uh, state street and listen to utah car sense every single saturday from 10 to noon 
uh, starring the one and only Austin Horton alongside, of course, uh, Jeff Miller. So that's what we're doing. Uh, happy to support the cause. Love the folks here at Mark Miller Subaru. Gordon, uh, let's get to a little NBA conversation. There were a couple of um, uh, there were a couple of different articles in the Athletic that were really interesting. And let's get to the split story because uh, I know Austin has a clip he wants to get to as well. But let's talk about uh, what John Hollinger is saying about the Jazz. Austin, two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. From The Athletic, he's our friend Sam Amick. Give us your thoughts and takeaways from the Utah Jazz season as a whole and what their offseason might look like. Really good season, and you feel for them because you run into a Denver team where they have nothing to be ashamed of, but couldn't ultimately get the job done, and that's painful. So I like the core, but they're one of those teams that because they didn't get nearly as far as they wanted, you got to talk to teams about anything and everything. The Mike Conley move kind of had mixed results. You know, While I give a big thumbs up to their effort and the type of basketball they play, I think you'd be naive if you didn't acknowledge you're hoping for more. I think there's going to be another big wrinkle of some sort. I'd be surprised if they just run it back. All right, Gordon, let's talk a little bit about uh, the Jazz, what they can uh, or what they should do this offseason. And, and John Hollinger had a piece in The Athletic, and he did tiers as far as title contention. And, uh, you know, a conversation we have a lot. Uh, tier one, he has the Lakers, Clippers, and the Bucks. Tier two, he has the Warriors and the Celtics. Tier 3, he has the Heat. Tier 4, he has Brooklyn, Denver, Utah, and Dallas. Now, before uh, we delve into what he said about the Jazz and why he has them ranked Tier 4, uh, you agree, disagree with any of that? That sounds fairly fair, I think, uh, given what we know at this point in time. Yeah, he, I mean. I think he's got the the Celtics. I don't know if I'd put them Tier 2 in this conversation. I mean, uh, the, the I might switch the places with the. the I'm, yeah, I would switch places. I think with the Heat and the Celtics. And I don't know if I. You can make a really great argument that uh, they should be any tier higher than the Jazz, frankly, in my opinion. But <clears throat> that that was my biggest issue. Celtics are really high up there, especially since to put them ahead of the Heat, considering that the Heat just beat them. I thought right. was was interesting. Um, <clears throat> but uh, let's let's read over what uh, what he said. And it's a little bit long, but I think it's worthwhile. He says this about the Jazz. One question I asked myself during the finals, who can be next year's Miami? The team I kept going back to was the Jazz. Like Miami, they ran uh, ran a fairly equal opportunity offense with multiple perimeter players capable of creating off the dribble. Like Miami, they have an outstanding defensive center who makes life easier for the perimeter crew and a creative coach who keeps opponents off balance. Unlike Miami... The Jazz had no bench this year. Fortunately, that is the easiest weakness to fix with a good offseason. Meanwhile, the Jazz nearly beat the Nuggets in the first round anyway, even with Boyan Bogdanovich injured. Utah can use its mid-level exception for another quality forward, redo Mike Conley's deal with an opt-out and extension to reduce some of the luxury tax sting of re-signing Jordan Clarkson, and put its first-round draft pick in play with some of its expiring contracts to add another piece. Meanwhile, all-star guard Donovan Mitchell is 24, and coming off a bananas playoffs, does he have another level in him? Obviously, questions loom, most obviously regarding a potential extension for Rudy Gobert. Gobert is eligible for the Supermax, but giving it to him would be nutso, which certainly introduces some tension. But we never saw the best version of this team in 2019-2020, the one with Conley and Mitchell clicking together while Bogdanovich bombed away from the corners. If all goes right, we may get it a year from now. John Hollinger again in the athletic. Yeah, he's pretty accurate there, I think. Is there anything there that you strongly disagree with? Um, I don't know how how easy do you think it would be to redo Mike Conley's deal? Well, there's, um, I've heard talk of it. I, you know, I don't I don't know because I don't know what Mike Conley is thinking right now. And and but that's that's not really a stopper in this scenario anyway. It just would would take some luxury tax uh, penalty off of it because I I do think they need to re-sign Jordan Clarkson. And and make that a priority. The the Gobert well, one is, well, is really the ticklish one. That that's that's the real hard one because if he doesn't come to terms on an extension, he'll be back next year. But if he becomes a free free agent, I don't know if he's staying in Utah. Right, I agree with that. 
And then you start talking about go bear for what trades. Right. So, I mean, I, I think, you know, he, he, he lays it out there pretty clear, but I think some of the issues that he points out are, are tough ones and are kind of make or breakers. One of the things that uh, he mentioned there uh, about the Jazz bench or non-existence of the bench, Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench, what would they have done without him? Well, we saw it in the first yeah. in the first couple of months of the season, if you'll remember. remember I mean, David you, coming on with us and breaking down all the plus minuses that as soon as one starter went off the floor, the Jazz just went into full shutdown. Right, and if they maybe if they kept Dante Exum and he would have stayed healthy, then he might have been able to help them at the defensive end, and they needed that help at times. But where's the, where are the points coming from? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, they just they they need better they need better players. They just do. You can't come to a full stop uh, every time one of your players go off the floor. And, and their problem last year is their you know gap fillers, their their vet minimum guys that they signed were busts you're right exactly and that's so, when i when i read that that's the first thing that came to my mind is what happened with ed davis and jeff green right so they have that mid-level which they have to nail it i mean they have to get it right whatever they decide to do with that uh with that exception that that has to hit it would also be uh helpful for the jazz bench if they could get an nba ready player in the draft um, if I were Dennis Lindsay, I'd, I'd think about that very heavily. I know they're picking in the 20s, but don't take a, a, a Carilla Facinco. Don't take a project. You right. know, take yeah. somebody that can that can come in and at least play a role for for you day one, which may or may not be tough. Uh, Locke has been saying uh, he likes a lot of the guys uh, slated down there where the Jazz are going to be, so maybe they can get a productive player there. It's just a long shot uh, to to really get a game changer in the 20s, obviously. So. Well, something um, else that, that that further bolsters your your thoughts on that is that the Jazz have a bunch of young players who need who need seasoning. You know, they're not they're, they 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 weren't ready to really contribute in a manner in, in which the Jazz were needy, and uh, hence the whole idea of picking somebody in the draft who who can come in and help you right away, a more mature player, somebody who. Uh, fills a role and can do it at the NBA level, or do you use the draft pick as uh, trade material to, uh, to 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 acquire something else? Right. Along with that exception that you were talking about, and it it would help the Jazz very much if if players like Terrell Brantley took a big step. Right. But but uh-huh. he's not he's not there where you absolutely know he's an NBA rotation guy. He's a rock star in the G League, uh, very, very good, productive. I, I thought he did a couple of nice things in, in the bubble, but I don't know if he's quite there yet where he's a rotational player. And they have a couple of those guys, uh, right. as you point out. Mm-hmm. So if those guys could really make a, a leap uh, on the improve, like if Tony Bradley could take another huge step, that would be really big for the Jazz. Because then you don't have to use uh, uh, the mid-level on a backup big, and you could use that, uh, you could use that somewhere else. Okay, so that raises the question then. Do you think that's uh, a possibility? Because I have I have my doubts. I do. I, I do think that's a possibility because he's already improved incredibly. And he really stepped up this year. He wasn't perfect, but he was expected to be the team's third big. And big two just no-showed on the team somehow. And all of a sudden it's like, well, Tony, here you go. You're actually going to have a really big role on this team. Your, your whole role is don't blow it while we rest Rudy. And at times he played really well. At times he didn't, but at times right. he played really well. So he's already made that big-time improvement. I think that's got to tell you something that it, that it certainly is possible. But, um, you know, that's, that's far, from, far from evidence now, right? I mean, it was a weakness uh, with Tony Bradley this year, so he needs to really get better. I feel the same way about him as what you described as some of the even younger players. I don't know if they're younger, but, you know, less experienced players that the Jazz have. And they have potential, but they're, they, they're not really fully functional yet. And how quickly can they get functional? Because right. the Jazz need it now. They've got the players in place to make a move. They can be in the top tiers of the NBA 
and they need that help now to take advantage of the strengths that they have and because they have the strengths but they have the weaknesses too and i also think the continued development of donovan mitchell is huge because if he can be a true superstar then can you imagine if he played the way he did in the bubble all season long how many more games would the jazz have won Uh, that that and that seems like sort of an unreasonable expectation but let's just say he did how many more games would the Jazz have won during a regular season? Do you think? Oh, I don't know if I could quantify that, Gordon. Can I? Can it would, I? It would at least be. I would say at least five. Oh yeah, I think that's reasonable. Can I? Can I pump the brakes just for one second? Just okay. for one second, because I, I don't want to set an unreasonable standard for Donovan Mitchell, because I just don't know how real some of that bubble stuff was. Not that he didn't. You know, I mean, he was he was amazing, but we saw some stuff that you just don't normally see. Uh-huh. So I don't know if, uh, you know, I know you're going to predict Donovan's going to score 35 <laughs> a game next year. But I, I just want to say, you know, he he showed a lot of progress last year. Uh, David talked about the, the, the break for the pandemic as, as basically the offseason, and we saw the improvement after an offseason, and I'm buying into all of that. I just, I don't know, maybe it's a broader conversation. I'm just not sure how real some of the bubble stuff was because it was such a unique circumstance we haven't exactly had a chance to study, you know, what the effect was just yet. All right, we'll so, see a lot of books about that, actually, in years to come. I bet we see uh, a bunch of stuff. Well, what's your best speculation, then? What's it, I mean, the court is the same size. you got the same oh, you're teams. you Hoosiers on me? Yeah. <laughs> you, you, every, every, everything. The, oh, the only difference is the travel and the lack of a home court advantage. Right. Which, so, which, are big, which are big factors, by the way. Right, it's a big factor. Just, but those are big thi- factors. Right, but do you think that's going to particularly hold up Donovan Mitchell? Oh, I'm not talking specifically about Donovan, but it seemed to me that some of the defense in the bubble was a little bit lacking. I don't, I don't know as to why, but we – I mean, Denver came back being down 3-1 to one in two consecutive series. The odds of that happening are ridiculous. So, I mean, how it's like a once in a million years kind of thing and and it happened. So, what what was the the circumstance that allowed them to do that? I I don't know, but it was it was so unique and something we've never seen before. It had to have an impact on the actual gameplay. You know, Donovan and Jamal Murray, Gordon are scoring what uh, Donovan scored 50 points twice in a series. He's one of like uh-huh. four people to do that, and then Jamal Murray does it in the same series? I mean, come on, that's but, that's but, that's madness. So but, I want to know, like, what 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 is real? Yeah, I, I understand your question, and we all have them. But I, what is the travel that brutal? Is is the advantage at home not that great? I mean, what, I, I'd love it, was to it, see was it, it the was it the compactness of the gym or the sight lines better? I uh, maybe it's it's. Something ridiculous like the food they were feeding them was uh, higher in protein. I don't know. It, it was. It's such a wild thing. I I hope somebody like uh, one of our friends, either Chris or Sam or somebody that was down there. I hope they write a book about it someday, and maybe do a deep dive into the stats. But I mean, those those things that I mentioned that never happened before happen. You know, if I'm wearing a uh, a sheet metal hat and I get struck by lightning three times in a week. <laughs> I am probably going to go, you know what? Is there some reason I'm getting struck by lightning? Could it be this this sheet metal hat that I'm wearing around town? Should I take this hat off? <laughs> you know, that stuff uh, That stuff just never happens, and it happened in the bubble. So there's there's got to be some sort of impact, and I wonder what it was. So so do you <laughs> – then that brings up the question then, do you think that Donovan Mitchell will be closer to what he was – during the regular, regular season than to what he was in the bubble. You know what? I don't have the stats in front of me. I, I should I should look just how much better he was in the bubble. I think it was considerable. Um, uh, no, I mean, I, I would I, – Donovan's always improved throughout his career, and we have saw that in, improvement going into the bubble. Um, so probably closer to that because I believe in Donovan's improvement. Because he's, al- he's always been a practice player. He's always been a, a coachable player. And he's improved since day one. He, he stepped a, a, out there uh, to practice. So 
I believe in his improvement. I just, you know, if you're expecting him to, to score 50 points every other game, I mean, that's well, I, that, that's that, not happening. Yeah, that's not the point. The point is, will he elevate his game? Because everything got better. His uh, his ability to see the floor got better. His even at times his defensive effort was a little better, and and uh, we we saw his efficiency uh, there. I I don't know. Not that he's going to score fifty. I get that, but you know, could he edge closer to thirty? Well, you had him at thirty-five last year. No, I didn't. So we're setting the bar at thirty this year already. I had him at twenty-six. Oh no, you had him at what did you have him at? You had him at like twenty-eight, and the compromise was twenty-six. Yeah, but that counts. Uh, So if I were to say to you, Donovan Mitchell next season will average more than twenty-six points a game, your response would be what? Hmm. Well, that's where we settled on the over-under last year. Well, well let's think about it. We'll, we'll set right. the over-under. That's, that's why I said it there again. Well, he's improved, though. Right. That was that was a good number last year. So I'm asking you the question, will he average more than 26 Well, let's debate where the over-under should be. Let's do that coming up next. Stay tuned. <laughs> oh, the go. Big Show. Live you're gonna, at, at Mark you're gonna lose this time. You're gonna lose. Uh, Want to remind you about our friends at Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electricals. Bring into action. Mention this ad and receive thirty-three dollars off any service. Call today eight zero one eight three three thirty three thirty three. That's eight zero one eight three three thirty three thirty three at Action Plumbing. More straight ahead, right here on ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The Zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. Live at Mark Miller Subaru, the Southtown location uh, down here in the Southtown Auto Mall, 10920 South State Street. It's Adopt-A-Dog Day. Uh, their uh, Subaru is doing it all month, uh, but uh, community is a big deal to the folks down here. And uh, we heard from Jeff, Gordon. I had no idea. Like 80, what did he say, 80 to 90% of Subaru Something. owners are, are dog people? But it kind of fits, doesn't it? Think about when you think of your 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 average Subaru. Don't you picture a dog in the back? Sure, I do. absolutely. Yeah, I think I it fits, man. Um, okay, Gordon, uh, we're we're gonna set the uh, over under for next year's performance uh, from Donovan Mitchell, and you just want to use last year's number again, uh, twenty six, which well, I, you know, I kind of can... find funny because you know you had higher expectations for him last year. I and, did, uh, and uh, you're you're lowering, not raising your expectations. So that's an interesting comment there. <laughs> I'm not lowering them. I'm you, I, I, I'm just saying that uh, I just picked a number. I really don't have you know, unless it gets crazy here. Okay. I, I'm will, I'm willing to go higher if uh, if you insist. Why don't you tell me? Why Why don't we do it this way? Why don't you tell me what number you have? You expect Donovan Mitchell to score next year? I'll tell you where I think he's going to be, and we'll meet in the middle. If, in uh, fact, okay. we, we differ that much. Well, if you're going to put it like that, then I'll go low. Well, <laughs> what, you're trying to win a bet, or are we trying to actually talk about what's going on here? I will. I, I, hmm. Well, you know, it's really, when you talk about a, a one or two or three point uh, advance in scoring every single night, that's, that is a huge leap. But I, I, how about uh, how about if I just crank it up a little bit here and say uh, twenty-seven, twenty-seven and a half. Uh, okay. Now, is this what you're predicting, uh, uh, Donovan, to score next year, or is this where you think the line should be? Oh no, I'm just picking a number. But I do think his uh, his scoring will definitely increase. I. I yeah, uh, okay. I'm happy. I'm happy with. Tw- 
I would I would predict about 27 and a half, somewhere between 27 and 28 points a game. So Donovan scored 24 points a game last year in the regular uh-huh. season. Uh, in the playoff series with the Nuggets, scored 36.3 <laughs> points per game. And you were asking me if I thought that was reality. I, I don't think Donovan's going to score 36 points a game next year. Um, well, it's a small sample size. I mean, come on. Right. I, I got you. Um, so here's, here's the thing. I, I believe that next year Donovan Mitchell is going to have the ball in his hands more. But as oh. John Hollinger points out, their their system is not really like Houston's where it's set up to be a one-man show, right? It, it's a much more uh, team-oriented system. True. True. So, and the the big thing in my mind is Mike Conley, because where if Donovan's going to score more, if Donovan's going to have more production, who's going to have less? You know, and and how much does Mike Conley have the ball in his hands, and how how do they work out that split? I think that's. I mean, if they all of a sudden turn into the. Locke brought up Allen Iverson the other day. If they all all of a sudden turn it into the the Sixers uh, of old with AI, I mean he may score thirty next year, but I don't think Quinn Snyder's going to do that. So it doesn't seem like that's his nature. No, it it, it really doesn't. And plus, it's kind of how he sells his his defensive message too. Like, hey, if everybody plays defense, then we're going to get you a couple of shots. I mean, it's it's kind of a philosophy kind of thing. So I don't. I, I wonder how much of the offense that he wasn't getting already he will get in addition next year. Does that make sense? All right. Uh-huh. And where that comes from. Um, but I liked your 26 line. Uh, I, I would predict right around I would predict right around 26 if I my feet were held to the fire today. And he could score more than that, but it's for all the factors you just brought up right. um, that may limit him in that regard. Do you what percentage of the time do you think he'll be playing point guard? Oh, I think they're going to most of it. Eighty percent, maybe more. Wow. I mean, that's what we that's what we saw in the bubble, though, Gordon. I mean, that's 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 what what we we saw in the playoffs. That's what we talked about with Locke. Mm -hmm. That when you're six one or six one in a fraction, generally you're not quite big enough to be a shooting guard. Yep, and the Jazz Donovan plays bigger than that because he's got such hops. But well, he's got a huge wingspan too. He does play yeah. bigger than that, but it's it's hard to play six nine when you're six one. Yeah, yeah. I remember having this conversation with Quinn Snyder back when Donovan was a rookie, and I asked him about Donovan playing point guard. And at that point, I'm not sure he was completely sold on the idea. But uh, I think now that there is more evidence about what Donovan can do and what his attitude is about both creating shots for himself and distributing to others. Uh, yeah, I, I think he's in, uh, made a lot of progress in that regard. Would you agree? Yeah, I would. All right, so our, you're going over 27. I'm going under 27. Easy. We've met right there in the middle. Uh, joining us now, our friend Jeff Miller from Mark Miller Subaru, which is where we are, by the way. Uh, feel free to come by and see us because it's adopted, Adopt a Dog Day, 10920 South State Street. But it's really, uh, Subaru's doing it all month long, right? Yeah, it's uh, Subaru Loves Pets Month, so we're doing a bunch of pet events throughout the month. You look at our Facebook page and see the different events we're doing, but today's, today's our big adoption day here. What do you think about that? Over under Donovan Mitchell next year, 27 points. 27? 27. I just don't think it's our system to have someone score more than 27 points. That's what we were just talking and about. I think that if he could score 23, 24 points a game and shoot at a high average and have four or five assists, I think we'd, be, we'd love that. Yeah. Oh, he's good. He's so I, good. I'd rather, have, I'd rather have him scoring 24 and bogey 20. Right. Have that again and maybe. Yeah, maybe a Conley at 18, 17. And throwing a Rudy. And yeah, Rudy with 15, 16. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good starting lineup. Yeah. Uh, so uh, people can come by and adopt a dog. You, you mentioned there's some cats out there as well, uh-huh. and you're, uh, you've, you've uh, partnered with uh, Nuzzles and Co. Nuzzles and Co., who we've worked with for a long time. That's well, where we've done our pet adoptions when we used to go down to – we didn't do it this year because of COVID, but we'd go down to the reservations and rescue, get rescue dogs to bring back up here. I just got a tweet, Jeff, from uh, – let's see uh, – well, that's a complicated handle. I'll just read the tweet. Uh, they said, a, uh, a Nuzzles and Company rescue that we adopted a little over two years ago. Love that Subaru helps them out. 
keep getting their name out there and uh and oh, send look at a, that cutie a picture of that yeah it's really fun i've been down yeah. to the oh, i think two or three times we've been down we've done it down to the reservation where we fly down my dad's got a plane so he flies down and we're able to fill about 20 30 animals per plane load and do a couple loads and then we have wow. car, we have outbacks going down there that bring cars bring them back in the cars as well so we generally save about 100 150 animals each time we go down there what is it like to be on a plane with, with that tw- 30 dogs. animals, it's <laughs> crazy and <it> smells really <laughs> bad. <laughs> I'm lucky I'm up front with my dad because the person who sits in the back doesn't have the best time. <laughs> Luckily, it's only about an hour flight. <laughs> the plane needs a good deep cleaning. It gets after. a good detail yeah, afterward for yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. It definitely goes straight to the detail <laughs> shop. <laughs> and, and, of course, we are here. You guys, uh, you're, you're great if folks are interested in a, in a new car. Uh, Subaru is fantastic. Uh, and you guys do the promise pricing down here and always treat our listeners very well. Absolutely. And Subaru. It's such a great car for this environment. We've got the brand-new 2021 Crosstrek that just came out this year. That They bumped the engine size on it on the Sport model from a 2-liter to a 2.5, so it's got a little more power to Beefed it. Beefed it up a bit. A little more power. A little po- for a small car, it's a big engine. So I'll tell you what. This was, uh, the, well, I guess this past winter was my first winter with all-wheel drive. Yep, uh, legacy, in, right? in my legacy, yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll tell you what. It was so nice not to worry about how much it was snowing and whether I was going to be able to get home. Like, am I going to have to leave it in a parking lot and hoof it the rest of the way? It was so nice. That's the best thing. That's what we always tell people when they're looking to buy in Subarus versus other cars or different all-wheel drive or four-wheel drive models is that the Subaru is built to do this. It's built from the ground up as an all-wheel drive car where if you're buying a Honda or Ford or something like that that's an all-wheel drive car or a four-wheel drive car, it's an add-on system. Right. It's a two-wheel drive car that they've added a differential on to make it four-wheel drive. So it, it you lose power, and it's not symmetrical, and it's not built to be all-wheel drive. To do that. Right. Where everything we make is only all-wheel drive, short of a BRZ. But uh, I was impressed with the, the gas mileage that I still get. I was a little worried about that, but Yeah, I mean, most money. of them are getting mid-30s on the highway. And yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, they're just – it's really great. I've been driving for the last two years now. I've been driving the plug-in. Nice. So there's a plug-in cross-track out there. And let's see, I'm on my third gas tank right now. <laughs> I've got 3,400 miles on it. Wow. And three tanks of gas. Three tanks of gas. That's not bad. Yeah. I'm not a math major, but that that sounds great. It's 100 and something. It's like 140 miles a gallon or 150 miles a gallon. It's crazy. That's awesome. But as long as you keep it inside for where you can go on short trips, it, it works great. Uh, come on down, 10920 South State Street, and uh, if you're in, if you want to adopt a pet, today's the day. Yeah, today's the day. We're covering adoption fees for the first come, first serve. So. Come on down and get yourself a new friend. Awesome. Thanks, Jeff. Absolutely. All right. We'll have Jordan Pendleton coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone.